Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. of the day and all mine kind of changed maybe maybe part of that was due to seeing everybody today and and kind of change in my thought pattern and, and I, I, I'm not going to try to hold you long because I know everybody's got things to do but I want to bring a word of some kind just to leave with you tonight I'm going to turn to Judges chapter number 16 tonight you're hearing Judges 16 Hallelujah. The presence of the Lord is in here. I feel that. Amen. I thank the Lord for that. Never want to take that for granted when I walk in the house of God and feel His presence. It's, we're blessed to be able to have that presence of the Lord here. I'm thankful for you all. You can't have church without you all here. So we're glad you're here. Judges chapter number 16. And uh, I'm going to start at verse 15 and go down through 19. And she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death that he told her all his heart and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon mine head for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her all of his heart, she sent and called for the Lord to the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he has shewed me all his heart. Then the Lord of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money into in their hand. And she made him sleep upon her knees. And she called for a man and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him. And his strength went from him. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for the word. Thank you, Lord, for people that have come together tonight. Asking you, God, that you would move and anoint tonight. Let your presence flow in this place, I pray. Quicken our minds and our spirits, God, because this same spirit is in our world today, Lord. We must be cautious and on watch today. Oh, oh, Lord, touch us spiritually, Lord. God, give us the discernment of spirits in this day, oh God, I pray. In that wonderful name, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. For a little while tonight, I'm going to be very conscious of your time. 
I know you think, well, but this is Bishop. How many times does he close? So I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to really try. I've got my watch laying here, but I haven't got no alarm set on my, clock, on my phone. So we're, we're going to try. Amen. I, I want to speak on this subject, deal with this subject. I, I don't know. It's, uh, since today, I really just kind of, I don't know, this, this felt fitting. I want to speak on the identity crisis. And, and I really believe today that we're in an identity crisis in this world, in, in the church. There's an identity crisis going on. Now, now, identity is who you are. It is what distinguishes you from another. It's your character. Man, it's... Uh, and, and, and I, when I say distinguishing them to you from someone else or some other character, that means that that's what makes us not the status quo. We're different. All right. Personality, you know, all, all plays in that. Or looks that makes you different from all the rest. You, you are different. Everybody say, I'm different. Christians ought to be different. Come on. And we should not have trouble identifying a Christian. And, and let me tell you, I want to I warn you real quick. It's not that they just look different. But there is something that happens inside the heart that makes you different. It is a inward feeling yet it's an outward manifestation of the heart glory I feel it already hallelujah so I don't know about you but I want to be identified as a Christian as a child of God that's been set free by the blood of the lamb I want to be identified as tongue talking I want to be identified by the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name, that every knee shall bow to and every tongue shall confess to. Hallelujah. I want to be identified by that name that there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved, only the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to be identified with that group. Come on. Hallelujah. Many times you are identified by the company you keep. Uh -huh. Many people have trouble living for God because they don't want to be so different that they no longer fit in. And it's been said many a times that they get to the place that they're too worldly for the church and too churchy for the world so they don't fit in no place. They feel like a misfit. And I'm just going to warn you right now if what's in your mind. If, you know, if you've even got it in your mind that I, I don't feel like I fit in, that I want to just kind of go the other way, let me tell you once you have tasted of this, there is an identity that takes on, come on, in the innermost part of your heart that you cannot shake it. I'm feeling it. There's something on the inside that you can't get rid of. 
I don't care if you backslide. I don't care if you take drugs and you, and you drink and, and you party and all of that. In the midst of that, I've heard Brother Mason of people that have sat on the bar stool and something happened on the inside. They was something that dealt with them and said, you don't belong here. I'm telling you, church, you're not going to be able to shake the identity when you get fall in love with God and you come to this place. I don't care how far away you run. I don't care what you do in life. You'll never be able to shake the complete identity. You won't fit in with the world anymore. You may not fit in with the church, but you'll never be comfortable again until you come back to God. Woo! Well, I didn't even do this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're in identity crisis. Today kind of shook me up, Sister McGee. My wife was first and began to talk about it. When we got in the car, she said, Dear, she said, These are people we fellowshiped with, we went to church with. They've been in our church, sat on our pews. Come on. Before they moved off to South. They sat in our pews, Sister Sheila. They prayed at our altars. Come on. They helped pray three people, pray people through to the Holy Ghost. Come on. They were there when people repented. Come on. They was, a, they was Sunday school teachers. Come on. They were helpers in the church. Yet today, they've lost their identity. But I'm going to tell you something. There is something within those people because I, I run on to it today because I, you, you know Bishop. He's just kind of pretty straightforward sometimes. And, so I just kind of walked up and said, what's this? You're not going to church. Said, you all need to be in church someplace. I said, I'm not saying, I know it's a long ways to our church. I'm not saying drive up there, but you need church. I told one young man, I said, it's time for you to be the head of your house. Come on, how can you expect your family to serve God and go to church if you're not? I'm telling you, church, there is an identity crisis in the very world that we live in right now, and it's happening in the church. This thing ain't going on outside church. It's going on in the church. And the one individual says, well, I go to church. And I really, I didn't go ahead and do it, you know. But I wanted to say, yeah, that's right, you're going, but you're nothing in it. Come on. You, you, I know, you want to be identified with the church, you know. But you're just not, you're, I'm sorry, you just don't fit in. That's what I thought. I thought you don't fit in. And she knew it. And he knew it. Come on now. They knew it, but there's something on the inside that when they see old bishop come along, that, buddy, I want, I want him to know that I'm going to church. Bless God, why don't you get saved again then? Come on. 
Come on, let's take on the identity. Let's, let's, if we're going to be Christians, let's be Christians and not half Christians. Hey, I understand people working on it. I understand people not there, that they're still coming to church and all. I understand that, but there's some people that separated from it and they don't want to be identified with it no more. Until they see somebody that knows them. They go. You can go to church and go to hell. I'm sorry to say, but I have pastored people that sat on the church pew for years. Brother Mason, they've even asked questions in Sunday school class, and tears began to roll down their cheeks and their face, and they come. They come all the time. Faithful people. Never, never did give their heart to God. Grab a hold of pew in front of them and almost shake under the very spirit of God, yet not give in. Come on, church. There is more to this thing than going to church. Come on. The, oh, yes, there is. Come on. I know it's hard. I, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not supposed to be easy. If it was easy, it wouldn't be worth having. Hallelujah. In our world today, we've got an identity crisis. And I believe this is where we're at. And I, I'm, not, I'm not happy about it. The church looks like the world. So everybody now is wondering what the church is supposed to look like. All right, now, I know. I mean, I, here I go. Get on your soapbox back there, Bishop. Let's go. So ride this horse a while. Well, I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but I want to be recognized for who I am. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've walked into places. I'm not bragging, but I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to give you a for instance because I think this is where we ought to be. And I think there's a lot of people around here that's there. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm the only one. I'm just saying that it ought to be. That I've walked into a store and never met anybody, this person in my life. And I remember this back a few years back, walked into a store and, and a gentleman sitting behind the counter. And, and uh, I, you know, we just began to talk a little bit. And he looked at me and he said, you got a preacher's voice. I said, yes, sir, you're right. I am a minister. Man, hey, it's one thing to be recognized as a Christian, but to be recognized as a minister, I almost wanted to say, where have you been to church? You know? Because if they've got that kind of feelings down in their heart, then something's going on. And there's a lot of wannabes. You know, I want to be a Christian. I got a desire to be a Christian, but I haven't got it all together. And that's all right. I understand that. Keep on working on it. Some it takes longer than others. And that's all right. I'm patient. I'll pray. I'll pray with you. I will. Come on, we'll just pray. 
but don't want to be one of them that I don't want to be no more. It's not a want to be, but I don't want to be. You know, I, I don't even want to be identified with that church. I don't even want to be identified with those people because they are so different. Oh, I'm so different. I'm so glad that I am so different. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, if you're different enough, somebody notices it. And I'm glad I don't have to try to be different. I'm just different. I know, you know, hey, I'm who I am. You, you either like me or you won't like me. I'm just me. And, 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 and I'm not going to try to change that, only the bad parts that's in my humanity. I'm going to try to change those and, and go on. But, but I'm, work, I'm working on it. I'm not there. None of us are there yet because I, I, don't, I don't see him coming here and lifting us out of here. We get perfect, y'all gonna know it because here he comes. Enoch walked with God so long that he got so close to God's house. The Lord said, Enoch said, Hey, you're closer than my house than yours. Why don't we just go home? Why don't you just go home with me, Enoch? I'll just take you home. He sent a chariot of fire to pick up Elijah. Took him out of here and said, Elijah, you've been through enough. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take you out of here. I mean, you're 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 not long, you're no longer a part. You're 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 at the place in your life that you have become so spiritual that you're no earthly good. I'm just gonna take you out. Oh, what a great, great thing. I don't think none of us are there yet that we're so spiritually minded that we're no earthly good. I'm I'm not made it there. I, I'm just working at it, all right? Hallelujah. So here we are. We got an identity crisis, and everybody now is. And, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but everybody now is saying, "Well, what's this church supposed to look like?" Now there goes Bishop. He's getting on this holiness issue. No, 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 no. Holiness. I'm gonna tell you, holiness is an inside thing. It's it's it's. Starts in here. I'm sorry. People's got it all messed up. They think it starts outwardly and it works. It's, no, 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 no. It starts on the inside. It's come on. You've got to have a holy God within you before it can ever come to the outside. And and I'm going to tell you something. The longer you have a relationship with you, the more you change on the outside. Your attitude changes. Come on. Your spirit changes. Your talk changes. Come on now. You begin to act different. You know why? Because you've got a relationship with a Savior. I, I'm sorry, but none of us have a habit within ourselves hardly to, you know, that we can make ourselves change. Too many people's tried it and it don't work. After my heart surgery, I tried my best to change myself, and I couldn't. It took God, and it took a year and a half to get it changed. But sir, I'm not happy about that either, but I, I sought, and I prayed, and I read, and I just kept on until finally, you know, I just felt like there was a breakthrough, and God let me, allowed me to get a breakthrough, and he come, and he helped me, and here I am. Come on. I am. I, I was in identity crisis. I thought, man, this is not me. I told my wife, I don't even like who I've become. I don't like this feeling. I don't like this. Come on, you know when things aren't right in your life. I'm going to tell you. 
The truth, the truth is you don't need anybody to point fingers at you and tell you where you're at. You know what? That's where we make mistakes a lot of people is trying to point fingers at somebody and tell them where they're at. I have prayed and I have prayed and I have sought God because what I, when I pray, I always pray, Lord, help me be quick to pray and slow to judge. Because all you've got to do, if you want to find something wrong, just look in the mirror. We've all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. There's none of us perfect. In fact, the Lord didn't ask you to be perfect. He asked you to try. He, he done away with the law because people couldn't live by the law. So he come himself and he became grace and faith and trust. Come on. He became our lawgiver. Hallelujah. So I'm going to tell you that today that we need to look more like the church instead of looking like the world. So I, I want to tell you, I want to, I want to tell you tonight what the church is supposed to look like. Man, hallelujah. And I, I'm going to put it in these words, and, and I know this probably isn't what you want. I'm going, to tell you, I'm, going, I'm going to tell you what the church is supposed to look like. We're supposed to look the opposite of the world. Now, isn't that easy and simple? You, you just got to look the opposite of the world. Pretty, pretty, pretty easy, isn't it? Oh, and I, I can already, I can already hear it, you know. I can already hear it, what people would say in mind, you know. Oh, Bishop, that isn't cool. Oh, yes, it is. It'll keep you out of hell. That makes it cool. It's cool. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I don't want to burn. That's it. That's what it is. It is cool. The world tries to look different. Now let me, I don't want to. The world tries to look different to draw attention. Have you ever seen the like of what you see anymore? I mean, I, in my whole life, I, I, I mean, you see people. You can just sit down and watch people come in, and there is all kinds of such a mess. And I think, Lord, help them. You know? And, and they're doing it for attention. We're living in a generation that hadn't been loved. Come on. We're, we're living in a world when, when families has been split, torn apart, Enemies just tried to destroy them completely. And, and children are looking for love. And, and they're really doing things just to get some attention. Just some attention from somebody. God help that not to work its way into the church. Holiness is not about making people look at you. Come on, it's not about that. And I... And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. 
Now, we met some of that part too. You, you know, the, there is people that want to be so different out here that they're so much better than you and I that they will just nod and go on by. How in the world are you going to win anybody like that? Come on. I, I don't know about you, but when God saved my soul, he didn't take away my personality. He gave me more personality. Come on. See, see, some of you were unlovable before you found God. I mean, you didn't care to tell people what you thought. It just, you know, just head cocks back the way they went. Hey, I've, I've, I've seen some of them, but you know what? I've seen some of them change, too. Glory. Sir, I've seen some of them, you know, I'm getting ready to do some counseling, and I see some of them strutting in, and I think, oh, Jesus. But you know what? Some of those same people I've watched, and over the years, guess what? Some of them still sitting here. A change. Come on, everybody said change. Everybody say different. I like that good different. It's identity crisis, but once you get connected, I'm going to tell you, you're connected for life. You can't shake it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got backslid kids, but they can't shake it. In fact, Sister McGee and I talked to a to one of them just the other day for a couple hours probably. A couple hours. She, she called Daddy to, to wish a happy birthday. And just one thing led in the other, and the next thing you know, we were on church. I didn't start it either. That's right. That's right. And you know, really... Some of the things she was talking about, Brother Terry, was just what I'm talking about tonight, the identity crisis. You know, she, she, was, she was telling us that she was even told, you could still go ahead and do the things you, you always done. You, you, nothing to keep you from it. <laughs> she said, no, sir. No, I can't. You don't understand. I know more than you do. I've been there. I've taught it. I know. I know what's right. And she said, there is something inside of me that I can't do that. I can't act this out. Come on, church. I'm going to tell you the truth. You can't act it out to where everybody will think it's all right because somebody's going to recognize you for who you are. Come on. It takes a true identity. Come on, change. You got to be different. You, you're going to stand out as a Christian. People's going to know that you're a Christian. Come on. It's going to be like one of them individuals that told Brother Mason that I wish I could be like you. I wish I could, I wish I could not drink. I wish I could do that. I heard the story just a while back. I heard the story. 
person had been in church, went to a meeting. He'd sit down in one of those top management meetings, Brother Mason. Said, guy, you, somebody that they worked with, he's getting ready to have their meal, and he wanted to pray over the meal. So the guy prayed over the meal. Said, almost. Person said it almost made him want to laugh because they'd heard the terrible words come out of the mouth and seen them where they had drink so many, couldn't hardly hold their composure. Yet we're a Christian. We're, we're on the board of the church. I believe there's identity crisis. I'm sorry. Church don't look like that. Come on. Those things, those things will speak to you. If you're a, really a Christian, there's something on the inside going to tell you that this ain't right. A root, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The world tries to look different to draw attention. What's wrong with the church looking different? Come on, what's wrong with the church looking different? We should set the standard for the world, and the world should not be setting the standard for the church. Come on. Hallelujah. It is a sad thing that, this is, this is just an instance. It's a sad thing that, um, some of my family, I don't even remember who it was now, don't matter, but it was one of the ladies in our family had went to a place where they used to buy skirts and dresses and stuff and, and you know, went in and to look for some and there wasn't any and management come by and said, no, we don't handle them no more. You got to order them. So what a sad thing. Something that our culture has always been known for. You know. There was, always, there was always dresses, blouses, skirts for the ladies. They wanted them, they got them, you know. But now we're come to the place, you've got to order them. What's going on? I'm telling you what's going on. There's an identity crisis in this nation. And it's worked its way into the church. And church, if we do not take the stand, come on. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Come on. I'm glad for who I am. I'm glad for what I stand for. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. Come on. I'm glad that I'm who I am. Hallelujah. Samson lost his identity in our scripture because of his passion for the world. I'm going to tell you, you cannot live on both sides of the fence. You're going to have to pick and choose. I'm sorry, but it's come to the place in our church world today that there is people that's living on the edge. And, and they want to look and be so they can be a part of the world, and yet they want to be a part of the church. And it won't, it, it's, it, it won't mix, church. It will not mix. Because somehow you're going to get too much of one or the other and, and you're going to get so mixed up that you don't fit in any place. 
going to be like Santa's misfit toys. Samson lost his identity because the passion of the world was greater than the passion for God. I'm going to tell you, you can't go along with their little games and expect to win them. You, tell, you, you hear what I'm saying? I said you cannot go with, along with the world's little games and expect to win them. You know, well, I'll, you know, can't beat them, join them. Well, if you're going to join them, you have to join them whole hog. You can't just go do halfway. It won't work. You're going to get miserable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to be different. See, Samson lost his identity. And because of that, yeah, I'm going to tell you, if you hang around it long enough, you lose your strength. That's what he done. Delilah just kept after him and after him. Until finally he had a meltdown, and he just up and told her the whole truth. You know what? I, I'm going to tell you, more than any other time in the world, I believe that there is that spirit that's working in our world today where people is trying their best to find out where your strength is. Brother Mason, I, I guarantee you, probably the people you work with and works under you, they're trying to find your breaking point sometimes. Wonder, I wonder what his weak spot is. We'll find it. We'll get him to do something he's never done before. Hey, I, I know. I worked at the power plant. I know how it is. I know how it is. Brother Mike, we know how it is to be around a bunch of guys. Hey, all, all, those in, all those that I work with, they knew I was a pastor. They knew I was a minister. But I'm going to tell you what. You'd see them, and they'd pass around these little pictures. I knew they wasn't up to no good. It wasn't good. And they'd come and say, McGee, you want to see? No, I don't guess you do. I said, no, sir, I don't want to see them. No, sir, I don't want to see them. You know what they're doing? They're fishing to try to find where your strength lieth. Because what they want to do is when they break that, then they're going to tell everybody everywhere. They're going to spread it, and you're going to be weaker than ever then. Come on, because it's going to devastate you because you know you made a mistake. I'm going to tell you right now, you can always go back to God and say, forgive me, and he forgets, but people don't. They'll drill you because one time you made a mistake and they're not going to let you live that down. What you've done is you just run a witness right there and you're going to have to build now all of that back up now. That's hard. That's tough. You know, you're, you're known for somebody and all at once you lose your identity of who you are. Because of somebody that's working on you, trying to find your weak spot. I'm going to tell you, Delilah was good enough that she found his weak spot. First of all, can I say that she was his weak spot? He was hunting just the right one. And he didn't find the right one, I want to tell you early. That old boy lost his strength. 
he lost his strength. They cut the seven locks of his hair off, and, and I'm telling you what, he woke up and didn't have any strength. God was the presence of the Lord was, was not there. See, you can't go along with their little games and expect to win them. Come on. When Samson lost his identity, he lost his strength. When you try to be like the world, I'm going to tell you, you'll lose your strength. It'll depart. It won't. Hey, the Lord ain't going to stay around with somebody that's not trying. He, he don't, you, you make a mistake, he's a forgiving God. He's quick to forgive. Come on. Amen. Hey, hey he's not heartless. He knows that we're human. He made us, remember. See, what I got to make you realize that he made us outside of the garden and he put us inside the garden. Yes, sir. He knows we're flesh, but he give us a chance to be something more than that. But Adam and Eve failed. And because of that, all of that come downhill to you and I. So we all got to go through that too now. Now, now we're, he's not going to just put us in paradise and see if we can live there. He's going to make us earn it. Oh, yeah, I know. I know there's still that thing in the world today, and, 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 and I, it's sickening, you know, but once saved, always saved. You can never do nothing to separate yourself from it. Hey, my Bible don't teach that. It teaches you can backslide. You can fall away. Glory. Hallelujah. Samson had a worldly girlfriend, and he still didn't fit in. Think about that. Come on. I know, I, I know the youth is all gone tonight, but he had a worldly girlfriend. He still didn't fit in. That, that, that. We seen that today too, didn't we, Sister McGee? Now, in fact, I was kind of shocked. Was you? Shocked. I thought, hmm, boy, this is different. I can't believe this. But it happens. I don't know. I... I kind of took a look and thought maybe well, that could have been Delilah. I really did. You know? But we're living in that world where he's working on you. Amen. Hallelujah. He went to sleep on her bare legs, on her knees, and lost his identity. He couldn't even see himself anymore. He lost his identity, truly, because he, he couldn't see himself no more. But when he repented, come on, but when he repented, he saw himself even when he had no eyes. He began to see what he had done. He seen himself in the mirror, if you please. Let me tell you something. Once you've been labeled different, you'll never, you'll never be, never be like the world. You can try to be, but you won't be. Amen? There'll always be something different about you. Mm -hmm. If you're a real Christian, you won't have to 
dress funny to look different. You'll be different by nature. Somebody say nature. The Bible says nature itself teaches us some things. When you, bec when you become a Christian, you'll be different by nature. It's, they're, they're not going to be able to tell it by how you dress, maybe. They, because, of, hey. But they can tell it for what you are, how you speak, who you keep company with. Yes, sir. The kind of words you use. Soft-spoken or rash? Come on. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How am I doing? Thank you, Jesus. Your identity will tell on you without you saying a word. Only Bible some people reads is your life. And I'm going to tell you, we can be the good book or the bad one. Oh, me, God. Let me have a relationship with the guy that wrote this book. Come on. When they see me, let, let me portray this book. Let me take on his character. I pray all the time, Lord, let me take on your character. I want to be like you. I want to be a David after your own heart. Come on, I, I want a relationship with you that I start acting like you. Ever, ever notice kids, they take on their parents' character usually. One or the other, or maybe both, a little bit of both. That's scary, isn't it? <laughs> Mercy. Oh, glory, we better not stay there long, had we? Amen. But people know you. They know you by how you act. They can tell. They can tell. There's actions that speak loud. My mom always said, "Actions speak always speak louder than words." You can tell. You can tell where people's a Christian or not. Can I say this? That Enoch was different, and he walked with God every day, and God took him. They couldn't find him. He had a relationship with God. He was different. He wasn't the status quo. It was every day. He was waiting to take a walk with God. Come on. I don't know. You know, you know I, I'm hoping we can get to the place that when we wake up in the morning that we got to say, hey, God, let's take a walk. Now, usually a lot of times if, 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 if it's nice days outside and I'm walking, I'll walk at home. I won't go down to the gym and work out. It's cold. Well, I, I, I'll go down to the gym. But if it's, it's warm, it's nice, I'll go out and I'll walk. And a lot of times I'll walk and pray. I'm walking past all those that live down there and I'm praying. A lot of people need God. Hallelujah. Moses was different. He preached and built a silly boat when he had never even rained. They, they thought, he's nuts. This guy's crazy. He's out there building a boat. How does he know it's going to float? Does God give him instructions? He had a relationship with God. 
Lord said he was righteous, so he said he saved his household. That was all who was saved. Think about it. And, and they identified him as crazy. But I'm going to tell you, when the rains come, they were trying to get in, but God locked the doors. Come on. You know, some of them possibly had even heard his message, Brother Terry. They'd listened to him preach. They'd heard the word of God. But they didn't want to be a part of what he was. It's crazy. This guy's nuts. I've been called that. That's all right. I am a little crazy. You got to be a little crazy to be a Christian. And you get the Holy Ghost or something that works you over and you become different. Some of them, I've heard some of you say, I'll never do that. I'm, I may come to God and I may get the Holy Ghost. I'll never do that. And very things you said you wouldn't do, you've done and even more. You're not going to see me act like that. I'm, I'm not going to roll on the floor. You're not going to see me run. You're not going to see me dance. You're not going to see me jump. I'm, that's just not me. And they've done all of it. Come on, once you get a hold of this, you can't let loose of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Moses, he was different. He didn't like Pharaoh's house. He'd rather suffer than to live in the pleasures of sin for a season. He chose the suffering. Where not very many people want to do that. They don't want to suffer. Everybody wants to be like, like somebody so they can fit in. You ever, you ever seen, been around somebody who tried to fit in? Just couldn't but wanted to so bad. Amen. I'm going to tell you, we want to help people fit in this church. Not, come on. If they come in wrong, then let's, let's make them right. Come on. Let's love them. We'll, we'll never win them without love. Got to love them. Man. Hallelujah. Elijah was different. He ate from the mouth of a raven. I know all you'd love that. You know, ravens carrying you some meat. You take it out of his mouth and eat it. I'm going to tell you know, I know some of you shake your heads. I'm going to tell you, if God sent it by the raven, it was clean. In fact, I don't, I don't know, but I, 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 don't, I don't ever remember reading where he cooked anything. Think about it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. The raven must have fixed it for him, you know. Found out how he liked his meat, where he wanted it rare, or well done, or what. And I guess he brought it to him like that, Brother Terry, and he ate it. I, don't, I never see, never mentioned where he ever built a fire. He trusted God, and he was different. He was different. People, people, people just couldn't understand that. He's how come he was so different? Elisha was different. His his bones caused the dead to come back to life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They're in war. Elisha's been dead now. He's, his bones is in there. Somebody threw the dead man in there on his bones and revived. Come on. I'm talking about somebody that's 
so different, yet he's in touch with God. In fact, he's got so much anointing in him, Brother Terry, that when they buried him, it stayed with him, and it was in his bones. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the kind of God I want. I want him to get in my bones. He lives inside of me. Even, even, even in my old dry bones, he's still living, and one of these days I'm going to resurrect. Hallelujah. John the Baptist was different. He dressed funny and ate locusts and wild honey. I know that makes you all hungry, don't it? I'm about to close. Paul was different. He joined up with the very group he was trying to get rid of. He did. Sir, let's, he's, he was standing there when Stephen was put to death and stoned, had his clothes laying at his feet. What an idiot. He had him killed and then joined him. Not many of us could see through that, but I'm going to tell you, we're living in this kind of world today where people want to fit in. Make sure we're not a church like that that we just want to fit in. Want denominal walls tore down. I've talked to some people lately, and, I'm, and, and it makes me sick. But you know, you know all the, the only words you ever hear anymore is non-denominational. Other me words, that means anything goes. You can go here and you can be whatever. I had one tell me the other day that was non-denominational. No, you're not. There's Christian on your church. If you profess a name on your church, that's what you're supposed to be. We're apostolic. And, I, and I'm sorry, I don't want to make that any easier and change it to something that you feel more comfortable with. Because we are what we are. You ever notice kind of names they put on churches no more? It's no longer Calvary or, you know, it's no longer the Pente First Pentecostal Church or First Apostolic Church. They give it some kind of generic name, you know, so anything can fit in. You know, it's not, they don't build, very seldom you see Methodist Church, Baptist Church, all that built anymore. It's something with a different name. And I've seen some of those that used to be Baptist or used to be that, and they, when they built the new church, they put a new name up. Because they figure they can draw more people and make more money. I'm sorry, but it's about the pocketbook anymore. I'm glad I'm who I am. Praise the Lord. How many will dare to be different with me? Praise the Lord. I want to be identified with the true church. I don't want to tell you I'm one thing and then I'm another. 
I must tell you, it's working in the apostolic movement. I'm not proud of it. People that have preached our camp meetings, done wonderful works of God. God worked through them, used them mightily. Those same people now is sitting back and just watching it take over in the church. Might as well change the name. They st- come on, they still baptize in Jesus' name. Still speak in tongues. I tell you, it is trying its best to work its way into church. Let there not be identity crisis in this church. Let's stay who we are. My wife just said the other day, she said, dear, there's not very many. You, you look around, there's not a lot of churches that, like they used to be. That live holy, dress holy, talk holy. Not a lot left. We're blessed. And we must hang on to that. We cannot allow the devil to. Aldridge asked me, when I was up there, he asked me a question. He said, Brother McGee, if your son was to take a different route in your church, what would you do? I said, me and him would have to sit down and have a talk. Can't stand, come on, I'm sorry. I'm who I am. And I don't plan on being being identified with the world or anything close to it. I want there to be a clear line drawn between the church and the world. And it ought to be. Come on. There ought to be a clear line that tells when you're a, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not. And if you're in question, then you're probably not a Christian. If the Lord would come... Some of the people that we used to fellowship and have church with and sat on our pews. If the Lord would come to where we was at today, Sister McGee, some of those people that were genuine Christians today wouldn't go if the trumpet would sound. And it made me think today I'm going to tell you, God's gracious. We found out today, Sister McGee, she, Brother Donnie has sat in church and was more or less backslid. He just come back to God, just did. Now, right, dear, just did. Just in time. Just in time. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, church, the pace to make it all right when you go to bed. We don't know whether we're going to have it tomorrow or not. We don't have a promise of tomorrow. Tonight could be our last service. Tonight could be the last night Bishop ever talked to you.
it behove us to get ourselves right. Don't be discouraged where you're at. I know, I know. Hey, you're trying. Thank God you're trying. You're working on it. God understands that. But keep on working on it. Don't give up. It's worth every mile of the trip. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Let's stand. I told you I was going to be good. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.